Today, I'd like to give a shout out to my friends at GI Pro Health. A lot of you are already familiar with GI Pro Health. They have a large list of high-quality vitamins, supplements, probiotics, and a very extensive list of vitamin supplements and probiotics that are legal on the specific carbohydrate diet. If you go there, you'll see that they have on the side of the page a menu where you can click and see all of the SCD legal products that they have, including yogurt starter. You can find them at giprohealth.com. That's G-I- P-R-O-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. They also ship to Europe. They are shipping to Canada, although because of COVID, Canadian orders are delayed. You can always give them a call and find out more about their shipping processes to Canada. Just want to mention that one of the things that I respect most about GI Pro Health is that all of their products are sent through a rigorous testing procedure, both during and before and after the manufacturing process. All of their batches are tested for up to one year for strength and longevity. They are at 100% potency when you receive them. Go to their webpage, read more about them, check them out. I'm sure you'll be glad you did. Welcome to the SCD Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. If something has been eating at you or eating at your gut, then I have good news for you. The specific carbohydrate diet, also known as the SCD, has helped countless people with a wide variety of health issues improve their quality of life. It's also a great way to eat if you just want to go grain-free or stay away from processed foods. Here, you'll find interviews with SCD experts as well as everyday people who actively follow the program, and you'll get tips to help you enjoy living the SCD, including resources, recipes, and more. I'm your host, Lee Bernstein. I live with gut issues. I live with autoimmune issues. And after trying many nutrition protocols, I found that the SCD is what works for me. If that's the same for you, or if you're looking to find out if it is, then let's enjoy living SCD together. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Nothing on this show is ever medical advice. I'm just someone who's thankful that the specific carbohydrate diet works. I'm thankful that it's given me my life back, and I'm especially thankful and excited about being here with you today. So if you're ready, let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 6 of the SCD Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. If you're hearing a lot of echo in the background, it's because I am in a new room in my new home in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I'm hoping that my producers will be able to cancel out some of the echo. Right now, I'm still in the process of trying to furnish everything. It's also been a bit of a challenge getting everything set up. Our internet connection here in Las Cruces isn't anywhere near what it was when I lived outside the Chicago area. That said, I'm not complaining. I love it here, and I'm so happy to be home in beautiful Las Cruces in New Mexico, which is also known as the land of enchantment, and that truly is the way that I feel about it. So I'm excited for today's podcast. Um, It is 
going on mid-October right now. Hopefully, all of you had a chance to attend the SCD conference that was held on the 17th. There's going to be recordings of that available at the Specific Carbohydrate Diet Association website. So if you didn't have a chance to attend, make sure you watch for those. It's going to be wonderful. I cannot wait to watch it again. The information was fabulous. And I I can't thank the SED Association enough for having put it on. Today's guest is someone that I am especially excited to present. It's Dr. David Suskind. Dr. Suskind, as many of you know, is a professor of pediatrics at the University of Washington School of Medicine and a physician lead of Improve Care Now, a collaborative of over 100 pediatric IBD centers worldwide at Seattle Children's Hospital. He's an expert in intestinal diseases. He has focused much of his energy on clinical care and inflammatory bowel disease research. He is studying the fecal microbiome's effect in IBD, focusing on dietary therapy in inflammatory bowel disease. The IBD Center at Seattle Children's Hospital is one of the first academic centers to fully incorporate IBD dietary treatment. In addition to Dr. Suskind's research and dietary treatments for IBD, he has chaired the Nutrition Committee. He has been a member of the Medical Executive Committee at Seattle Children's Hospital. He believes in patient and family empowerment through medical education. In 2019, Dr. Suskind received the Catalyst for IBD Research Award from the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation for his work researching the effect of diet in IBD. Let's get started. Dr. Suskind, it is such an honor to have you on the show today. I cannot thank you enough for being here and also for everything that you're doing for the specific carbohydrate diet community. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be here and uh, to be talking with you. You're a very busy man, so carving out time to do this, you know, I'm sure probably wasn't easy. And it's going to not only mean the world to the podcast, but also to a number of people that are listening to this show. Uh, Over and over again, since I first started airing, your name comes up. And even when I'm not on a podcast, your name comes up all the time. People have such a high regard for you. And for those of you who have never heard of Dr. Suskind or have never listened to him before, you're going to find out why today. He's quite a special person and he has been able to introduce the specific carbohydrate diet to the medical community in a very scientific way. So let's get started. I um, I always want to begin by asking people about them. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what does a day in the life of Dr. David Suskind look like? Uh, the day in the life of David Suskind is, uh, is it's actually a wonderful day. Um, I uh, live in a city that I love and in a state that I love, um, and I'm surrounded by uh, wonderful individuals. I, I wake up uh, and I'm there with my family, and uh, it's uh, fantastic uh, to, to be a part of a uh, family that you love so much. Uh, and then I get to go to work, and I uh, work uh, also uh, in a different family, but uh, at Seattle Children's, uh, I've been able to uh, not only 
uh, work, uh, but work in something that I'm passionate about and, and have been uh, very supportive. Um, so uh, the day in the life of David Susskind is, is quite a, a wonderful day um, and is filled with um, things that I'm uh, truly passionate about. How did you first hear about the specific carbohydrate diet and what prompted you to become so enthusiastic about recommending it to your patients and their families? Well, in inflammatory bowel disease, um, you know, we've made great strides in understanding uh, the, the disorder, the disease, um, but we've not really achieved um, all that we could achieve in terms of helping our patients um, through medications and medications alone. Um, we were focusing uh, on uh, the immune system uh, and forgetting what the trigger uh, for uh, the immune reaction in the GI tract was, uh, and that is the uh, intestinal microbiome. And uh, the thing that actually prompted me to kind of start looking into uh, the SCD was actually a family, a family who was uh, very passionate uh, about uh, their experience uh, uh, on the SCD uh, and, uh, and how uh, it improved the, um, the life of uh, their son. And from that interaction, um, uh, it intrigued me. Uh, it intrigued me to know that uh, a young man who had uh, fairly active disease uh, was able to get into remission uh, using um, uh, uh, first EEN and then SCD. What is EEN? EEN is exclusive enteral nutrition, and that's a formula-based therapy that uh, has been used in uh, Crohn's disease for many, many decades and has been shown to work uh, extremely well. Um, and, uh, and this individual had... Uh, transitioned from EEN to SCD and had done amazingly well, and not just for a short time, for a very prolonged period. Uh, and that intrigued me. Um, there is something uh, to be said about uh, the, um, the mysteries of the human body, the mysteries of medicine, and we have uncovered many of them, but there are many still to be uncovered. Uh, and uh, this was uh, intriguing from a clinical uh, as well as a, a research uh, perspective. And so uh, after meeting with his family, um, uh, started to look in our medical records to see if there were other families who had uh, done similar um, uh, treatments um, with uh, nutritional therapy and the SCD. And we were able to find uh, a number of them. And... Uh, uh, and very similar experience occurred. Uh, individuals would not only start feeling better, um, but their inflammatory markers uh, normalized. Uh, and that, uh, that was um, the, the big firecracker that went off and said, okay, you have to really put your focus uh, in on this area um, to uh, understand how diet, how the SCD uh, impacts an individual, and, and how we can uh, better treat uh, individuals with uh, inflammatory bowel disease. I just want to say on behalf of all of us, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you. I mean, I, I have talked to countless people who go to their doctors 
or their pediatricians. And they say, this diet is helping. This really makes a difference. And the doctor replies something along the lines of, well, that's good. We have no evidence to show that food helps, but, you know, if it's helping you, go for it. They don't bother to pull back the layers. They don't bother to examine further. They don't look to see if there are other patients that may be saying the same thing. You took the time to do that. Now, what year was that approximately? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, that was probably eight to ten years ago, I believe. Okay, well, the specific carbohydrate diet community has come a long way since then. And a lot of it has to do with you taking the time to care enough to listen to people when they talk to you. So thank you. Now, with that in mind, you've been involved in a lot of perspective studies where you found that diet alone can treat Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. It's important that I mention that because a lot of people say we're talking about Crohn's all the time, but they never hear about colitis, and you certainly have dealt with both. Can you share some of your patient success stories without uh, breaching any confidentiality? <laughs> I, I, I can. Uh, happily, you know, the one of the biggest strengths uh, with the SCD is really the SCD community, and the fact that uh, families uh, and patients um, are very willing and happy to share uh, their experiences uh, with others. And so uh, because of that, uh, I've actually been able to report uh, on the number of patients uh, within the medical literature. Um, and I think every single success story is um, needs to be out there and needs to be shared because that's kind of how you build um, the, the knowledge from a community standpoint as well as uh, from a, a medical standpoint. Um, there are so many um, positive uh, um, patient and family experiences with the SCD. Um, you know, the, the first individuals that we started to really proactively treat with uh, SCD are usually the ones that really uh, have stuck with me. Um, there are have been individuals who uh, really wanted to, you know, use a dietary therapy despite obstacles. Uh, one uh, one family was going on to a a, a trip um, and uh, going at, at that time. This was a number of years ago. COVID wasn't around, so people could travel. Um, and uh, they were going to, to Europe and uh, they had decided to initially go on to the exclusive enteral nutrition uh, and then to the SCD. And despite being in Europe for over, I believe it was a month, uh, they were able to maintain this. Uh, the young man was able to maintain this and uh, be very successful and came back and transitioned to the SCD and has done um, amazingly well uh, for many, many years. Uh, also, areas where individuals had um, used medication and uh, medication was working or wasn't working um, uh, completely or you know, wasn't working completely, and the options were to either jump to another medication um, or to um, use dietary therapy in conjunction uh, with the medication. And, um, and those situations uh, where adding on diet uh, to medical therapy 
uh, has been proven uh, quite successful um, because we have to remember with, um, uh, with medications, uh, with any therapy, it's not complete, right? Uh, so many medications work and they work actually quite well, but um, not necessarily for everyone. Um, and uh, so sometimes individuals are on medications where uh, it has a partial effect. Um, and going to another medication doesn't mean that that next medication is going to work. Uh, you're likely to have a success of 30 to 40 percent uh, by jumping to another medication. Uh, and so um, adding on the diet uh, really um, proved uh, quite um, successful for a number of my patients. Um, another uh, experience was uh, with uh, a young lady who uh, had not only uh, colitis, but also uh, something called PSC or primary sclerosing cholangitis, um, which is a autoimmune uh, liver uh, disease, uh, which actually has uh, a tendency to be progressive, meaning continue to um, um, occur despite therapy. Does it become systemic over time or does it stay in the it, liver? It has, it, it is associated with a, a likelihood of having liver transplant uh, in the future if it's not uh, under control. And uh, at that time when we were using, you know, uh, the SCD to, um, as a therapy, um, we, uh, we knew that it could work for IBD just based on the research we had done and uh, the clinic and the uh, clinical um, program that we had, um, but we didn't know how it would uh, interact with the liver. Uh, and one of the great things about uh, this case was that uh, it um, it worked very well for the the GI tract. So she went into clinical remission. Uh, but her liver number is actually completely normalized. Uh, and uh, from that one experience, we actually uh, have started a, a, a research study in um, PSC and, uh, and SCD. Um, so those experiences, you know, we learn from our experiences. We learn from uh, other people's experiences, and we have to integrate those into our uh, you know, collective mind, uh, but we also learn from our own experiences, and uh, and these types of experiences uh, allow us to push medicine forward. So, so those are the types of uh, stories that that really hit home for me, um, just because uh, um, they not only have an impact for the individual, but they help expand our our overall medical knowledge. Are you finding any other autoimmune disorders or any other diseases that you have uh, come in contact with where SCD seems to help? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a great question. I think if you look at the intestinal microbiome, those hundred trillion bacteria within our GI tract, um, what we've learned um, over the last decade to two decades is that the microbiome has a uh, significant effect uh, on um, many, many disorders, many diseases. Uh, and, uh, and we have started exploring other areas uh, where diet seems to be uh, extremely important. Um, as I had mentioned, the, the primary sclerosing cholangitis, the PSC, 
we have a, a small uh, study ongoing uh, with uh, Oregon uh, Health Science uh, University. Uh, we also have um, a study on a, uh, an infection called um, C. difficile or Clostridium difficile. C. diff. Yeah. And, and that's actually something that we see um, in, uh, in increased numbers in inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and one of our initial studies where we uh, had uh, individuals who uh, had uh, or have inflammatory bowel disease go on the SCD, uh, we checked their microbiomes before and after. And some of the individuals had uh, C. difficile uh, in their microbiome. Uh, it wasn't causing uh, the problem. It was in small numbers. Um, but uh, going onto the diet made those numbers go down or made the C. diff go away. Uh, and at the same time that we were do I was doing the study, I had a, uh, a patient who had um, uh, a bone marrow transplant, had uh, significant kidney uh, disease associated with that and uh, required dialysis, who had recurrent C. diff. And she had recurrent C. diff for many years. Uh, she had initially been treated by um, our infectious disease folks who had used all the standard medications, including flagyl, vancomycin, fidoxamycin. Uh, and then they sent uh, this young lady to me uh, because I also do fecal microbial transplants and, uh, and had a program or still do have a program where we treat uh, C. diff uh, with this. And I was sure, I was like, okay, send her to me, I'll, I'll do the fecal transplant. And, and we've had, we had such significant success in the past, um, I was sure that we would uh, continue to have success uh, with this young lady. And so I, I did um, a fecal transplant and it worked for a short period, but the C. diff came back. Uh, and then did another fecal transplant. And um, I ended up doing five fecal transplants for this young lady to try to get rid of the C. diff um, because not only was it causing her symptoms, uh, but also it, uh, it did not allow her to move forward with uh, a kidney transplant, which she needed because she had active uh, disease. So... At one point, I said, you know, doing the exact same thing and expecting a different outcome um, isn't always smart. And When you, you always know, do what you always did, you always get what you always got. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so I was doing this uh, research on uh, SCD and IVD, and I thought, okay, well, you know, what if we change her diet dramatically? What if we... Um, uh, give her uh, uh, SCD diet um, because we know that diet changes the intestinal microbiome uh, significantly. And so that's what I did. Uh, we, uh, we actually, she was uh, G-tube fed. Uh, she had a G-tube. And so uh, what, uh, what we did was we provided her with a blender. We provided her with... Um, food uh, that was consistent with SCD, uh, and she received a blenderized uh, SCD diet. And she had 
been C. diff negative for now over two years uh, and was able to get her renal transplant. Uh, so uh, by just shifting the diet, uh, we're able to make fairly significant impact uh, on not only um, um, the, well, on the intestinal microbiome, but also on uh, how people do clinically. So, That is a great story. And it goes back to what you said about the microbiome and how it affects everything. You know, there's a brain microbiome connection. It really, really does affect everything or can affect everything in your body, right? No, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, one of the most important points that I can't emphasize enough is that we need more research. We need more research, uh, not only in inflammatory bowel disease and diet, uh, but in all these chronic medical conditions uh, and diet and environment, uh, because a lot of these chronic conditions are related to the world we live in. And we live in a wonderful world. We live in a fantastic world, but there are many things in this world that can have a negative impact. And knowing what those are, uh, and identifying them and then changing them um, will uh, will improve uh, the health of our nation and hopefully the rest of the world. So you get involved with this one miraculous family that came to you that helped you realize that you needed to look deeper and you uncovered the importance and the significance of the specific carbohydrate diet. You went on to use it in your practice, and you, but you, you did so much more than that. There's a book that you've written. It's called Nimble Therapy. It's on my shelf right in front of me. I read it some years back. It's wonderful. And just before he talks about it, everyone... Truly, even if you don't have children that have gastrointestinal distress, it's a book that's worth reading because on top of reading um, Elaine Gottschall's Breaking the Vicious Cycle, he takes it a step further and he makes so much of it uh, under, it, Breaking the Vicious Cycle is very understandable, but it's this makes it understandable in an even better way and answers a lot of questions that people have about the SCD and why it works and how it works. There's also recipes. Uh, I'm trying to remember one of them in there is my very favorite. It'll come to me before the end of the interview. But talk to us about Nimble Therapy, uh, how you came to write the book, why and what role does it play in conjunction with Seattle Children's Hospital? No, absolutely. Um, so nimble therapy actually came uh, because I really wanted to push the research and push the clinical care of uh, IBD forward um, and focusing again on, on nutrition. Uh, and what I realized was that uh, the dietary therapy, you know, was very much outside of the medical world. And wanted to start integrating it into the the medical world. And and I agree. I, I mean, I love Breaking the Vicious Cycle, Pecan Bread. There are so many fantastic resources out there, um, but wanted to make a resource that was uh, focused uh, not only on uh, the diet, but uh, the integration of diet into uh, medicine uh, today. And so that was what prompted me to, to write uh, NIMBLE, um, which stands for Nutrition in Immune Balance, uh, and, and really start to look at ways of integrating it not only within our practice here at Seattle Children's, but 
hopefully within practices uh, across uh, the, uh, the country. One of the, the big uh, difficulties uh, with dietary therapy is if you go to many physicians and say, oh, I want to integrate diet therapy, they don't know where to begin with. Uh, and, and the, you know, medicine is uh, a wonderful field, but it's also very uh, conservative uh, in the sense that it doesn't like change without having uh, a significant amount of research behind it. Empirical evidence. Yes, exactly. And so this was a way to help physicians uh, uh, integrate uh, nutritional therapy into their practice um, in a standardized way. Uh, but I don't see uh, Nimble as being static. I actually see it hopefully as continually uh, growing, continually changing as we get more uh, knowledge, as more research is done, um, and uh, as we uh, understand the, the implications of, of diet um, uh, better in uh, IBD. Uh, so, so it's not only um, uh, a platform to, for integration, but also a platform for growth, uh, hopefully over time. Any any ideas when you might be writing a, a new edition? <laughs> um, uh, hopefully uh, that will come uh, as more research comes uh, in the next few years. And and we have uh, a number of uh, larger multi-center studies that are uh, being done, actually being completed as we speak. Uh, the PRODUCE study, which is a study uh, sponsored by a group called PCORI, or Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute, uh, and that study is a study of uh, over 20 pediatric centers uh, looking at uh, SCD versus... How many? How many? Say again. Over 20 pediatric uh, centers. Excellent. That's great. And, and the wonderful thing about this is it really brought together a lot of individuals, a lot of centers that were uh, very excited uh, about the opportunity to look at how diet impacts um, IBD. Uh, and so there were uh, these 20 different centers. You know, we all came together um, and uh, have looked at the SCD versus a modified SCD, which added um, oats and rice, as well as um, sweet potatoes and uh, maple syrup um, to see how different diets um, affected how uh, individuals uh, did. And, and we're actually um, finishing up the last enrolled patient and hopefully we'll have uh, some um, uh, data to share uh, in the uh, next uh, four to six months. Oh, that's wonderful. We're all looking forward to that. I, I know you probably can't comment on what you're seeing so far, I would, I would imagine. I, I can't. I can't. I understand. Uh, it, it's actually... Um, the the important one of the most important parts of research is really uh, blinding the investigators to the outcome. So we have data, but it's all in a uh, locked box uh, because you know I am a major proponent of dietary therapy, and that um, that passion, that that uh, you know um, um, positive feel towards uh, dietary intervention. 
uh, could you know, affect how research is done and perceived. And, and we want this to be uh, as, um, uh, as scientific uh, as possible. And so we have to make sure we follow the appropriate approaches to, to research. Um, the other research study is a study called CD-DYNE, or sorry, DYNE-CD, uh, which is a study um, that uh, Jim Lewis is doing out uh, at UPenn. Uh, and that too is a study that is um, uh, wrapping up uh, and hopefully that will, um, uh, that will be shared uh, in the next couple of months. And that's an adult study. Uh, that's an adult study comparing uh, SCD with a Mediterranean diet in individuals who have active Crohn's disease. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited. I hope that you will come back on the show once you're on the other side of the studies that you're involved in with all of this and maybe share some of those conclusions with us. I'm really, really looking forward to hearing more about that. And thank you for the information about the University of Pennsylvania. Dine CD sounds fascinating. It is. It's, it's, it's you know, uh, it's, it's a study where individuals with active IBD are coming in. They're actually over 50 different centers involved uh, with this study. Uh, and they actually sent out the food uh, to uh, the patients um, and allowed them to, they uh, allowed them to make doing dietary therapy a little bit easier, um, at least initially uh, by supplying the, uh, the diet to uh, the patients. That's fabulous. We, we all kind of wish for that. A lot of us just kind of wish somebody would cook the food for us. <laughs> but um, all right, Absolutely. obviously, <laughs> and for very good reason. And I knew the answer would be that you can't comment. But just going, just going back, what what percentage of children would you say you see that are able to eat normal diets after how long on the program, or do you see that at all? So um, we don't, I guess one of the big questions is what is a normal diet uh, and how would we define that? Uh, so with uh, inflammatory bowel disease, with Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, this is uh, related to an interaction between the immune system and the intestinal microbiome. And um, you need to have some type of therapy on board uh, whether that's going to be medication or uh, nutrition, uh, otherwise things would uh, revert uh, back. And so individuals on the SCD uh, in our program uh, will follow the SCD strict uh, for a prescribed period of time, depending on the situation, the clinical situation. Uh, and then we'll start adding in foods that uh, would be... Uh, not on the SCD itself. And so we have a, a standardized program of adding in foods, uh, and those foods include uh, rice and oats, um, as well as um, um, potatoes sometimes, and quinoa, uh, and other things as well. Uh, but we do this in a very standardized fashion and in a very, um, uh, very, Controlled. Controlled. Thank you for the word. Controlled fashion. And so 
prior to adding anything uh, in, we make sure somebody is doing well. So they're in clinical remission. They're feeling great. Uh, we also uh, make sure that uh, their labs are completely normal. So their, their uh, inflammatory markers, their sed rate, their CRP, their calprotectin uh, are all normal. And then we'll add in the foods. And we usually add in a prescribed amount, uh, three to four times uh, a week, uh, a serving size. And we do that because we want to make sure that an individual is getting enough that we can really see if it's going to be okay for them. Uh, and then we'll recheck those labs and we'll recheck how the individual is doing in about four to six weeks thereafter. Uh, and if things are great, uh, then we say, well, why don't we try to add in something else? And, and if not, then we, we don't. And we don't force individuals to add in, but we do think that it's a good idea because the goal really is to make sure that this is sustainable. And, and being a young adult, uh, being a child, um, having more options uh, can sometimes make it uh, uh, more likely that somebody is going to be able to follow um, dietary therapy in the long term. Excellent. Nimble is also not a not-for-profit organization, correct? Or am I saying that the right way? Uh, Nimble, uh, Nimble is not actually a organization. It's kind of just, uh, I guess, me. Um, and so, <laughs> so um, uh, but, but I work for a not-for-profit. So I, I'm at Seattle Children's Hospital and, uh, and that is um, where all my research and all my work is uh, done. Now the not-for-profit, where where is that located online? Um, the oh, uh, you are you speaking about the foundation or yes, yes. Oh, uh, so the foundation uh, is uh, part of Seattle Children's, and so a lot of my research uh, is supported by uh, the foundation itself, uh, and we get funds to help uh, our prospective studies. Um, and uh, it is, um, uh, there are many people who work in it, uh, and I actually can't remember, I apologize, the uh, individuals involved with the foundation right now, but you can actually, if you um, uh, uh, are interested or if somebody's interested in contacting the foundation, um, you can find that on the Nimble website, uh, on the home page, and if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, uh, there is a little um, uh, blurb about uh, Seattle Children's Foundation and uh, how it supports uh, my research. Excellent, excellent. And it, I will have that linked in the show notes, everyone, so you can find it very easily. And if you go to that website and you look, you're going to see that not only is the Nimble Therapy book discussed there, but so is something quite wonderful. It's called Professor Nimble. And it's a comic book. Uh, how did that come about? And share with everyone how it can be downloaded for free. Uh, you can order it through Amazon or through other bookstores, but you can also download it for free on the Nimble website. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, Professor Nimble, uh, first of all, I, I love comic books, and I'm a little bit of a, uh, a sci-fi um, Junkie, so I, I I enjoy that. Uh, the 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 professor uh, Nimble actually came out because 
you know, looking at uh, the medical world, um, there are definitely areas that need to improve. And uh, our uh, ability to educate uh, individuals on the things that we know uh, is limited because we have oftentimes a 20 or 30 minute uh, block of time to find out what is going on with a, a family, a patient, um, and then uh, prescribe a uh, primary treatment uh, and educate. And it's hard to do that in that short period of time. And so what I wanted to do was um, make a, uh, a platform to help educate individuals in a fun, enjoyable way. Uh, and uh, that's where Professor Nimble came from. Uh, and it, it includes uh, kind of all the things that I like too. Uh, so a little bit of uh, nerdy sci-fi uh, in explaining uh, what IBD is and how uh, diet is so important in it. Journey into your intestinal tract. Yes, exactly. Through a comic book. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely brilliant and a brilliant, brilliant idea. And it, it, I'm sure it's geared as much for adults as it is toward the children who are old enough to read it, if not more. Yes, a absolutely. Actually, um, it's it's quite interesting. The children uh, have a tendency to like it uh, and enjoy it. Uh, and and even even younger children, I think just because of the. Uh, way it's presented and the pictures um, uh, have uh, really enjoyed it. But I think the parents uh, and um, caregivers have been the most excited about it and actually may have gotten the most out of it just because um, it gives a large amount of details uh, in um, a very digestible uh, fashion. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's fun. It, it really is a fun read. But again, like I said, you can you can see it for free on the Nimble website, which is yeah, really I, exciting. And absolutely, I, I would I would recommend the free Nimble website um, because again, it's it's a resource, and we want to get resources out to the people who need it uh, as much as uh, as much as possible. And it's published in a number of languages. Yes, uh, absolutely. Well, you know, inflammatory bowel disease is a condition that is worldwide. And it's, uh, you know, it's seen here, it's seen in Europe, it's seen in Asia, it's seen um, uh, anywhere there are people. Uh, and it does have a, a lot to do with uh, the westernization of uh, these different countries and different places. Um, but it is uh, coming about uh, and increasing uh, in the world. And so we wanted to uh, make the resource available uh, for as many people as possible. So we translated it into um, Spanish uh, and French. Uh, and then uh, there were uh, families that came to me who, uh, who spoke uh, Hebrew and uh, also uh, Dutch. Uh, and so we translate it into those uh, languages as well. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. Thank you for that. And everyone, please go and take a look. It's really a fun read, and it's so brilliantly done. And I can't even imagine the number of people that it's helped. What are your biggest challenges when it comes to recommending the specific carbohydrate diet to children and their families? Yeah. 
As with any therapy, there are definitely pros and cons to uh, uh, nutritional therapy. Um, with nutritional therapy, with the SCD, it's a lifestyle change. And so it's not just changing the diet and what you're eating, but it, in changing how uh, individuals um, you know, uh, see food and how that's integrated into their uh, lives. And so it, it changes um, how you uh, prepare food. So that, you know, in the US today, a lot of families put something in a microwave and then take it out and, and eat it. And, and you can't do that uh, uh, as much uh, with the SCD. You, know, you have to really look at food in a brand new way. Uh, and that has to be throughout the family. So that has to be um, caregivers, uh, the patient themselves, as well as uh, siblings, um, uh, or if you're an adult, uh, spouses and, um, and, and friends. So, so the biggest challenge is how do you uh, change somebody's lifestyle or how does that individual change their own lifestyle? Uh, and uh, that can be difficult for, for many. And I think that's why uh, making sure that there are more resources out there and making sure that this is uh, a, a therapy that can be integrated as easily as possible. Uh, and even when I say easily as possible, it is uh, for many uh, sometimes a challenge. Um, so that would be the, the biggest. Um, the other um, issue is, as with any therapy, uh, no therapy is 100%. And I've definitely seen families who have worked on the SCD uh, and have not gotten the um, uh, the improvements that we would want. Uh, and that is not necessarily um, because the family is doing something uh, incorrect, um, but maybe possibly that the SCD or that type of nutritional therapy is not the right treatment for their microbiome or for their their disease. And, uh, and that can sometimes be difficult and, and sometimes disheartening. Uh, but in those situations, being able to um, uh, move forward uh, is going to be important as well. Uh, so those are probably the, the two biggest challenges that, uh, that we do have with uh, nutritional therapy. Uh, there are challenges that I think we can um, uh, learn from and that we can improve upon, um, and that will just take more time, effort, and research. Is there a place for parents to go if they're looking for, say, a support group or something with other people that are going through the same thing with their oh, children? Absolutely. There's a phenomenal uh, group on um, Facebook called SCD Families. Um, and this group has been there for many, many years um, and has actually been one of the reasons why our program at uh, Seattle Children's has been uh, so successful because while uh, we can give uh, dietary um, recommendations um, as a medical institution, as a physician, I can't be there 24-7. Uh, but when you have a community like this that is able to give uh, feedback and suggestions on how to do things, that really is... Uh, what makes um, makes it a lot easier. And just coping from day to day. 
Absolutely. 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 Well, that's good to know. Uh, SCD Families on Facebook. SCD Families on Facebook. Okay. And again, I'll link to that in the show notes. So you talked about other medical professionals that are coming on board and learning more and more about the specific carbohydrate diet. As far as the numbers of doctors who embrace a specific carbohydrate diet, have you seen the numbers of them increase? Obviously, you have over the years, but do you foresee a day when most, if not all, GI doctors recognize the value of food as medicine? Is that even possible? I I really do. I think that um, uh, for the research, but also getting resources not only to patients, but also physicians, um, will will change that, and I have seen a tremendous change over the last uh, last decade. Um, I remember uh, when we started this. Um, I, I'm a part of the Crohn's and Colitis uh, Medical Advisory Committee, and we were having a dinner, and and everybody is uh, the GI docs. Um, you know, we all get along, and and they're they're great. A uh, uh, bunch of docs here in Seattle, both pediatric and adult, um, and we all come with a uh, slightly different perspective. And we were talking about uh, dietary therapy, and I was talking about what we uh, did. And uh, one of the one of my colleagues, uh, not at this institution, but at another institution, um, just started um, uh, going into me and and saying that this was dangerous and and not the right uh, way to move forward. Um, And I respectfully disagreed and and uh, and we kind of came to an agreement that we wouldn't uh, agree. Uh, And um, now that individual uh, has referred multiple um, patients to me and and we've been able to work together uh, and he's very supportive uh, of, uh, of this area of research and uh, of treatment. So, so there has been dramatic change, uh, I think, over the last 10 years, and I see uh, more change uh, for the future. Yay. That's what we're all hoping for. We need it. A lot of people can be helped out there, people whose doctors don't always listen to them, going back to what we talked about earlier. So thank you for that. So what are you most excited about when it comes to the future of gastroenterology and SCD? I think the key is the intestinal microbiome and better understanding that and understanding how uh, diet works for the individual. Right now we have this diet, the SCD, that if we give to um, you know, uh, individuals from a population, um, worked for many, but again, not all. Uh, but as we learn more about an individual's microbiome, how do we tailor dietary therapy for that individual uh, so it is uh, as robust a diet as an uh, individual can uh, have, uh, and then that individual can do uh, well. So really, uh, diet tailored for the individual um, is kind of where I see um, the research uh, moving towards. And they've done that already, or uh, groups have done that in other conditions, such as uh, type 2 uh, diabetes, uh, where uh, certain foods for different individuals will cause a different metabolic reaction 
and so we just have to understand that same principle, but in uh, inflammatory bowel disease. That's wonderful. You know, even with even within the SCD boundaries right now, we have a little bit of that. There are people that have children with peanut allergies, for example. So, you know, even though peanuts are allowed on the SCD, it's something they have to avoid. They have that additional challenge. Everyone is different. And every microbiome is different. It's its own, you know, you, going back to Professor Nimble and science fiction, that there's a whole world in there. It's like a universe within inside of us. Yes? It is. It is. And, and there is, we know just the surface of knowledge right now. And there's so much more to, to learn and to understand. Uh, and that will hopefully make sure that patients do better and people do better uh, from an IBD perspective and from other medical conditions. Um, and I think that's one of the most exciting parts of this is that we've got good results uh, with just a little bit of knowledge. Uh, as our knowledge uh, improves, uh, hopefully we'll get uh, even better results. It's very exciting. People that want to do more, maybe they want to give of themselves in the SCD community. Are there volunteer opportunities available? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. Uh, in the world of COVID right now, uh, we're a little bit limited. Um, but I, I think that uh, there is definitely uh, different areas that uh, uh, people can uh, push forward in. Um, even though our institution right now, we're not able to have volunteers, uh, there are many other organizations that uh, do. And what I would recommend uh, for many people out there is to get involved in the national organizations such as Crohn's and Colitis Foundation or uh, Improved Care Now, which is a consortium of over... Um, of over a uh, hundred different children's hospitals that focus in on inflammatory bowel disease and becoming a part of these organizations and being uh, a vocal uh, proponent, supporter of uh, exploring how diet and environment affect uh, inflammatory bowel disease will help push research, will help push um, um, support uh, for uh, this area of medicine. A reminder, too, to everyone that the Specific Carbohydrate Diet Association is out there. You can go to the SCD. It's the Specific Carbohydrate Diet Association.org, and there's all kinds of information there. I was very blessed to hear you as a speaker there in 2018. I attended that conference. Are you speaking this year? I am not. I am not. But hopefully the following year. But anyone who wants to see him, <laughs> you can go to the SCD conference website and you can see reruns of his presentation, also questions and answers that you got up in front of the group to do. So please go visit there and see it. It's definitely worthwhile. All right. Now is the hardest question of all of them. What question do you wish I asked you that I have not asked you? Is there one? That's a great question. Um, no, I... I think kind of leading off from the last question is, you know, with, um, with inflammatory bowel disease, with uh, dietary management, um, really it's a grassroots effort. And I see all the, uh, all the 
um, pushing forward all the um, advancements really uh, as a grassroots effort. And so um, I guess if there was a question, the question might be, um, how do we continue to move forward? And I would just say as uh, patients, as families, um, being that uh, movement, being that um, uh, energy that gets uh, the medical uh, establishment to push forward uh, is the key uh, to success and the key to advancement. So that, that, that would be where I would go. Excellent. If someone wants to book an appointment with you or get in touch with you, where do they go? What do they do? So, so right now, I well, I only see patients in Washington State, uh, and the reason why I only see patients in Washington State uh, is because medicine uh, is a relationship, and to really, um, to really make sure somebody is doing well, you really need to have kind of uh, a connection um, and a frequent connection. Uh, uh, and with regards to uh, not only dietary management, but just IBD itself. So, so I do see patients in Washington State um, and contacting Seattle Children's Hospital is the um, mechanism to, to come to see me. Um, unfortunately, at this uh, time, I, I'm, I don't see patients outside of Washington State. If people are looking for a doctor that does embrace the specific carbohydrate diet, where, where do they go to find someone? Is there a resource for that? Uh, there is. So on the Nimble website, um, there is um, on the homepage uh, a locate a GI doctor near you. Uh, and you can uh, click on that. Uh, and uh, it uh, lists the um, GI doctor's that have uh, been also supportive of uh, the SCD and dietary management. Great, that's wonderful. Well, I could talk to you forever. I, I've been very blessed. Every guest that I have had on the show is just such a, there's something about the SCD community. We are a good bunch of people. And I think that a lot of us are very happy because we're eating <laughs> very sensibly. I agree. I agree. Very thoughtful, wonderful community. <laughs> yes. And you're a perfect example of someone that is like that. So thank you. Thank you. I can't, I can't begin to say enough. Everything that you have done, everything that you will do in the future, may you only live to be 100,000 years old so you can go into the Star Wars of the future inside everyone's intestinal tract and see all of the wonderful things that are going on there. Oh, thank you. It's, it's been a wonderful to, to talk with you. Yes. Uh, take care. We'll hopefully have you back again before too long. That'd be great. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me, Lee Bernstein, through my website at scd4me.com. Four is F-O-R. There's also links to other social media sites there if you'd like to connect with me on those. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for future shows, or if you have an SCD success story to share, write to me at leebernstein at scd4me.com. A reminder, I am not an SCD expert. Nothing on this show 
is ever intended as medical advice. Everybody's different. If you have questions about you and your body, always speak to your medical professional. In the meantime, I hope you'll always listen to your gut. I hope you'll stay happy, be well, and always be open to being everything life means for you to be. Take care.
Thank you for listening and thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me, Lee Bernstein, through my website at scd4me.com. Four is F-O-R. There's also links to other social media sites there if you'd like to connect with me on those. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for future shows, or if you have an SCD success story to share, write to me at leebernstein at scd4me.com. A reminder, I am not an SCD expert. Nothing on this show is ever intended as medical advice. Everybody's different. If you have questions about you and your body, always speak to your medical profession. In the meantime, I hope you'll always listen to your gut. I hope you'll stay happy, be well, and always be open to being everything life means for you to be. Take care.